This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show. I am Jeff Rubin, and today I am joined by Charlie Todd of Improv Everywhere. Hey, Jeff. And Amy Whitehouse from UCB. Hi, how are you? And a very special guest, uh, the Kavok the Klingon will be showing up pretty soon because we are playing the Star Trek Interactive VCR board game. Okay, what does that mean? This is a board game uh, that is obviously Star Trek based, and... You, while you play it, you watch a VHS tape uh, with a Klingon who barks orders at you and tells you to do things. That is sort of the thrust of the game. Charlie, Amy, you guys are into Star Trek, right? Yes, definitely. Specifically yes. Next Generation, yes. Deep Space Nine era Star Trek. And we should say this game is Next Generation themed. We should say yeah. that because that'll probably turn away the last four people who are still listening and they'll get <laughs> Star Trek. Um, I mean, this is a weird... Did you guys... What, what year are we talking about? When was it released? I think the game is from 93. Did you guys have any... VC, are, have you, are you familiar with the concept of VCR board games? I heard about them, but I was never fancy enough to actually yeah, play I, any or I remember any. like there was like a murder mystery party VCR game that I would always see in stores. Never played it, though. Okay, so few things. One is that I used to have a VCR game that was not... It was called Nightmare, and it was like generic. And there was like a the, uh, the Klingon in that game was a crypt keeper, and he would like, oh, okay. and it was like scary themed, uh, and it was a weird thing I had in my childhood. Um, and what was the other thing you, you mentioned though? Some murder mystery. Oh thing. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, another weird memory I have is I actually once encountered the Star Trek murder mystery game, and I've I've actually had it. It's it's not a murder mystery game though. It's actually. How to host a Star Trek murder mystery dinner. Yeah. It's like a box. It's right? a box. Yeah. And I think it's been on my list of potential Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin show episodes since I started this podcast. It's been on my to-do list for a while. But the thing is, um, it's not a game. It is literally how to host a dinner party. There's like invitations and uh, the dishes. The ultimate to- dinner party. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and there's like role playing and there's eight people and you have to like go off and have your own conversations. So I wasn't quite sure how to capture it. But I am really into Deep Space Nine right now, and I really wanted to do a Star Trek podcast. So I looked for kind of a simpler alternative, and this sounded really fun. And it's actually from the same company. And you that, gotta think they're not that many different VCR entertainment uh, oh, no, no, game companies. The murder mystery com- game oh, okay. company. Oh, okay. But it's possibly the same company that made Nightmare. I'm actually not sure. Uh, you noted that the box. Let's just like other interesting things before we even get into it. The box has a unique collector's edition number on it. Eight five seven zero three. If you guys think this sounds, maybe it just says that on all of them. If you guys <laughs> think this sounds fun, uh, I bought this for eight dollars with almost no notice on eBay, and there was wow. like a million copies. So I apparently think- they're at least eighty five thousand based on the <laughs> unique number. So if it's fun, and we'll see. Um, like this is not a bad. If you have some Star Trek friends, like even if you only play it once. Uh, this is not a bad way to spend the night. And actually, the the box specifies this game never plays the same way twice. It says that right on the front of the box, which I'm very skeptical about because you have to watch a VHS <laughs> tape while you play it. If there's any game that's going to play the same way twice, it's probably going to be this one. But we'll see. We'll see how they do it. Okay. Um, all right. Let's start talking about the rules, uh, of which there are many. I'm gonna read. The, I'm gonna just gonna read them all, and um, maybe we'll edit this down. We'll see. But let me just start by saying, 
Welcome to the Star Trek Next Generation Interactive VCR board game. As players, each of you are part of a Federation repair crew on board the Starship Enterprise. The USS Enterprise has been experiencing low-level computer malfunctions and is docked at Starbase 74 undergoing repairs. I have to interrupt. Right away, we're engineers fixing the ship. Like, this, we're, we're not an OA team. There's no action here. Nope. But, like, we're a team that has to fix something. <laughs> I mean, I don't, if you don't think these low-level computer malfunctions sound exciting, Charlie, I don't know if this is the game for you. Uh, before repairs are completed, the ship is hijacked by a renegade Klingon warrior named oh Kavak. Spoilers. You are the only crew members on board when this happens. So I think we are generic crew members in this situation. Like, we're not... They're in the oh, game, we'll okay. see, but, like, I'm not Data, you're not Picard. Like, they're, we're just generic crew members that get thrust into... Uh, in over their heads. Exactly. Kavak's objective is to die in the glory of battle, the highest honor for a Klingon, by using the USS Enterprise to start an intergalactic war between the Federation and the Klingon Empire. Pretty Star Trek-y. You gotta give it... That's, that's <laughs> definitely a Star Trek episode. Mm-hmm. One problem is, if Kavak succeeds, you die with him. You will learn more about this and your interaction with Kavak in the first six minutes of the videotape. You will begin playing the board game when the introductory segment of the videotape is completed and a 60-minute countdown clock appears on screen. So this game is governed by real time, and like once that starts, we cannot stop playing. Like, I love it. It's yeah. like, uh, and also, now's maybe a great time to bring up the fact that <laughs> maybe, maybe never is a good time to bring up the fact that Kavak, Kavak is played, I don't, actually don't know the actor's name, um, but he played Gowron, who is the Klingon High Chancellor, maybe? You're saying this is not Gowron? This is not Gowron. No, this, that's Kavak. This, this Klingon on the cover of the no, game? No, it's the actor who plays Gowron. Clearly, Robert O'Reilly. Uh, very good. Uh, point for Charlie. That's actually, that's on the back of the instructions, but you get two points for that. Um, so that he's playing another non-Gowron Klingon. So he played this particular Klingon, who's like the leader of the Klingons, uh, recurringly, both over Next Gen and Deep Space Nine. To be Nine. fair, he becomes more of a main character in Deep Space Nine, so I guess they could get away with him doubling up in 1993. It is weird that he's, they got the actor. I mean, he's, you know, outside Michael Dorn, probably the most Klingon-y actor, and he's a great actor. I agree. Definitely top three. So, uh, it makes sense <laughs> that they got him. It's just weird that he's, uh, they got this the second most recognizable Klingon outside of Worf, and he's not playing, uh... The character that he is playing. Anyway, suspension of disbelief here, if you guys can swing it. During the game, Kavak will speak on various view screens throughout the starship. Your television screen will represent a view screen. <laughs> Not only will you see Kavak, but he will see you! Kavak will speak directly to you, and you must respond. Whenever he comes on screen, everyone must immediately stop playing the board game, watch Kavak, and respond as ordered. That's all in bold. Oh, I love it. Kavak will attempt to monitor your movements around the starship, Unfortunately, computer malfunctions sometimes keep him from being in total control. Before you play the videotape, you must read the rules to all players and follow the setup procedures below. Also, be sure you have the following components. I've gone ahead and done a component check before you guys arrived. Fantastic. Um, okay, so the game is set up. Uh, put the tape in the VCR, but don't start it yet. The video will run continuously throughout the game. It should not be stopped unless a player wins. I guess we should look through the setting up the game. Punch out the game parts. Done. Classic, classic game thing. I want to say, Charlie, you were commenting like on the condition of the game. The person I bought it from on eBay took amazing care of it. I have ruined this game more in the three days I've had it than the ten years, uh, twenty years that the previous owner did. And there's a sheet of stickers, which we'll get to. Oh, there's a sheet of stickers, and only two of the stickers were removed. So you, I did some CSI work, and I think the game was Perhaps only played this once. This person didn't have many friends to play the game with. <laughs> uh, okay, place one phaser. 
There's little phaser tokens. Oh, That's what I like about this game, even though we haven't started yet, is it's like, it doesn't seem like there was a, they took another game and just slapped a Star Trek logo on it. It is super Star Trek-y. Okay, each player, this is where it gets good. Each player should draw a Federation rank to token to determine their rank. Rank tokens can now be put away. It, note, it is important everyone know who's the highest ranking, second in command, and lowest ranking crew members. Review this before proceeding. Rank order is listed on the game board, which it is in the corners here. You can see it goes from cadet to uh, chief, ensign, lieutenant, engineer, and commander. And I guess we're just going to do this now. I mean, oh my uh, god! So one like face down. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to sh- maybe Amy shuffle these up and, and and just distribute them. So none of us can be captain. Commander's the highest we can be. Yeah. I don't really understand uh, the gameplay implications, but um, uh, maybe Kavok will look for the highest and lowest <laughs> ranked person. I mean, it's a cooperative game, so we're all in this together. Yeah, so that's the thing is, I think it is us versus Kavok. This is, this is a cooperative game. Are you guys ready to reveal your ranks? Yes. I'm a lieutenant. Oh my god, I'm an ensign. It's what I wanted. I'm an engineer. Okay. Okay. Um, so you're above me. Can yeah. you maybe get the lowest. appropriate person tokens? Yes, because there is a male, a male and a female Star Trek, classically inclusive. Choose your gender. Uh, there's a little piece, though, for every rank for okay. both genders. So there's a male and female cadet. There's a male and female ensign, which is crazy to me, but whatever. I love it. Okay. Uh, so, done. So just to quickly review the ranks, uh, Charlie is ranking officer here, followed by oh, myself, no, no, followed no, no. by... You're above you're me. Oh, excuse me. I'm the ranking officer followed by Charlie and Amy. Okay, that may come up later, apparently. Yes, sir. Uh, So each player should attempt to earn five isolinear chips during the course of the game. Get used to the word isolinear, because it shows up a lot. That's a component of warp drive, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The color of the isolinear... So everyone gets a tricorder. Which is awesome. These are great. And these are really great. And I wish this was a video so you guys could see it. They're like little cardboard rectangles, but uh, it's actually got some depth to it. And it's got like uh, three, uh, it's it's almost like a harmonica and there's little slots. And in the slots, you stick in your isolinear chips to kind of fill oh, up your so tricot. Cool. And I got that's this cool. amazing. I thought that was just cheap construction. No, no, no. Bullets, it's like, but, there's oh, actually yeah. like, there's a slot in the tricorder for you to like, I don't know, power up your tricorder. It's almost a scale. It's a little smaller. I'd say it's like 30% smaller than a tricorder. Yeah. So everyone gets a plastic stand that matches the color oh, of their tricorder. Yeah, Take, oh, now it's going to get good. Charlie, would you, oh, I've said that a few times. Charlie, would you open the box and get the sticker sheet out? Oh, it's God. time. So you got a computer access card. No one else needs one. Oh, no. Everyone gets one. Okay. Did you get one, Amy? No. Everyone gets one to start the game. I don't know what they do. I'm just reading the instructions here. Charlie, remove the sticker sheet because we have some very important business to attend to here. Okay. Uh, Take a communicator sticker and each player should take a communicator sticker and place it on the left side of their chest. Players must wear their communicators until they enter a Jeffrey's tube. Must is bold and italicized here, folks, so I, I don't think there's a lot of room for flexibility. <laughs> but this, so you can only play this game like a few times before having to buy more stickers, right? I guess. So this, these are the two you... stickers that are missing. There are two communicator stickers missing, which makes it look like this was played once by two people, or twice and by one game, person. And the, game is, <laughs> and the game is three to six players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, uh, I'm peeling a sticker and putting it on my shirt? Yeah, Charlie wearing, already wearing a Star Trek shirt, actually, so... uh Possibly unnecessary here. So, okay. So players must wear the communicators, then stick the appropriate Federation 
rank pin on the collar of your shirt. Oh, we get pips. Note this is optional. So this is crazy no, because it says not. players must wear their communicators bold and italicized. And other things are bold on this piece of paper, but nothing else except this instruction is bold and italicized. So they're like, you must wear the communicator badge. Rank pins, we're a little flexible on. Take them or leave them, up to you. Why? All right, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna use it. So these are, um, you know, maybe you're not as familiar with Star Trek. Maybe you don't know the actor who plays Galron by off the top of your head. Uh, on Star Trek, people have little pips on their collar. They probably do this in the actual Navy or something, too, um, to designate their rank. And there's like a little, you get one dot if you're this rank and two dots if you're that rank. There are stickers simulating that, which we will now be sticking on to our collars, which is just so dorky. It's so dorky. Like, we haven't even started, and this is like already one of the dorkiest board games I've ever played. Yeah, yet. to have to take a sticker off of a sheet and wear it, it's pretty amazing. The only other game I can think of with stickers is Girl Talk. I know Girl Talk has its stickers. <laughs> Andy, I'm looking at you on this one. I, I've never played it. Uh, it's just yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's just so expendable that you can only play the game a few times. I wonder if like there was some kind of racket where for $20 you could get another sticker sheet. I think they, because it says Star Trek Interactive VCR Board Game, a Klingon challenge, I kind of get the feeling that they were considering releasing other... Oh, I did a terrible job with my sticker. They were considering releasing like expansion tapes. A Ferengi challenge. Yeah, you know. yeah. An encounter with the Oh my god, I'm like, I, my sticker fell off onto another sticker, I ripped that one, this is a real mess here. And I get my engineer pips. This is great, I love it. I mean, it. I would assume that if, if you enjoyed the game, you would just go ahead and get a pin, an actual metal pin. Actual pips? Yeah. There are, there is a, I oh, think no. there is a sticker for victory, yeah. let's see. I think that's actually the next thing. All right, we're all set up here. Object of the game, you are in a race against the clock. Havoc will set forth a challenge. Your mission is to gain access to the five levels of the main computer by collecting isolinear chips in your tricorder, get a phaser from security, and successfully crawl down a Jeffrey's tube and attempt to win the game by gaining control of the USS Enterprise. At a speed of warp nine, it will take the USS Enterprise 60 minutes to reach the Klingon homeworld. You must accomplish your mission before the clock on the videotape reaches zero. If you succeed, you will save the starship and the lives of your fellow crew members. If you fail, stop playing the board game and watch the videotape to see, hear, and feel your fate. Winning the game. You can only win the game if you have a phaser and all necessary isolinear chips. You then must get to the bridge before Kavak, or if he is there, secure the bridge by stunning him with your phaser. You enter the bridge via a Jeffrey's tube. However, before you can enter a Jeffrey's tube, you must remove your communicator so you won't be detected by Kavok. If any player sees you in a Jeffrey's tube with your communicator still on, Kavok has detected you and you are immediately transported to the brig. So that's so that's why you gotta put it on. There it's almost like Uno. It's just like this like rule you gotta remember. Uh, to, you know, it's just something you don't want to forget to do when you're playing the game. And it's a self-policed rule, like, if I see you <laughs> in a Jeffrey's tube, I gotta be, even though we're working together, I gotta be like, Jeff, you forgot your sticker, buddy. Yeah, the instructions say that Kavok is watching us, but, like, I'll be very impressed if this VHS tape can tell when we're wearing stickers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. At the end of the Jeffrey's tube, you land on a bridge access panel. You can immediately try to enter the bridge by turning over the top bridge token. If it reads, you stun Kavok, you have gained control of the USS Enterprise. Immediately press the stop button on the VCR to keep the starship from continuing on its perilous journey. If you successfully accomplish this task before the timer reaches zero, you've won the game, your fellow crew members should consider you a hero, and you are awarded the coveted Federation Medal of Valor. So there is another Medal of Valor sticker, 
And if you win the game, not only do you get the sticker, there is actually a ceremony described in the instructions and uh, a reading to read for the ceremony. So maybe we'll save that if there's a winner. But um, yeah. there, there is actually a ceremony spelled out in the instructions to be performed for the winner. So it's a cooperative game, but one of us may be the hero. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, frankly, I don't care who's the hero as long as we stop this Kavak guy. Uh, okay. I mean, it's we're halfway through the instructions, and I have absolutely no idea how the game yeah, works. Yeah, I don't yet. understand how you get the. I think we're gonna be rolling chips. All right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, how to you, play? Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. When you are ready to begin, start the videotape. Sit back and relax and watch the introduction. About six minutes. In this section, you will see Kavok hijack the Enterprise and pose the challenge of the game. Be prepared to begin the board game immediately when the countdown clock appears. Note, there are places in the game where some things are intentionally confusing. If you lose track of where you are, whose turn it is next, don't worry. Just pick a player and keep moving. The important thing to remember is that you are all racing against a clock. Kavok's commands. Whenever Kavok appears on the screen, you must immediately stop, watch, and respond as ordered. I can't believe we made it through 165 episodes of this show, and this is the first one where it's just me reading board game instructions. <laughs> uh, resume playing the board game when he leaves the view screen. When Kavok speaks to you, touch your communicator badge and answer him. Yes, Captain Kavok. Ooh, I like that you have to touch the badge. Good touch. If you aren't wearing your badge, or if you do not respond correctly, you are risking his wrath and endangering the mission for everyone. If you fail to respond, the first player to notice can act for, quote, the good of the group and immediately take a playing card of their choice from you. Oh. When Kavok speaks Klingon instead of English, the universal translator aboard the starship will usually convert these phrases into subtitles. Since you can't always rely on a malfunctioning computer, here are some Klingon words you should know. This just crossed the line and became the nerdiest board game I've ever played. Uh, Kronos, the Klingon homeworld. Check. Yeah, I'll do that one. Mev means stop. Didn't know that. And beige means punishment. Nice. And there are beige cards. This is B-I-J. It's actually, there's, I, I was nervous about pronouncing it, but they actually spell out how it is pronounced. I'm pretty sure I'm doing it correctly. Uh, on occasion, Kavok may use Klingon curse words, but translations for these terms are not programmed in the translator. When Kavok speaks to the crew member who is moving now, this means the player who last touched the die. That player should answer quickly. When Kavok orders you to experience beige, Draw a beige card and uh, do what is written on the top of that card. However, if a low-level malfunction flashes on the screen, do what's written on the bottom of the card. You do not have to read the card out loud. Return the card to the bottom of the deck. When Kavok orders you to take the challenge of the Klingon sword, immediately spin the spinner. There's a spinner with an awesome little Klingon sword in the middle of it. Uh, All players must immediately spin the spinner and experience the consequences that correspond to the numbers on the view screen. If Kavok gives you... Here's a fun one. If Kavok gives you a name, you must answer to this name for the rest of the game. Uh, It says for the rest of your life, but someone crossed that out. Holodeck allows you to consult with a three-dimensional image of an experienced USS Enterprise crew member who can provide advice to help you accomplish a mission. You do not have to read the card out loud. If the card is not used... You do at this table, I'm afraid, because that's where the TNG characters come (laughs) in. That's where they all are, so I feel like we want to see... Uh, Jeffrey's Tubes. That's these things in the the saucer section. The crawl space. These are utility access corridors that lead to the bridge. Jeffrey's Tubes may be used only if you have all necessary isolinear chips, a phaser, and are prepared to secure the bridge. Note, if you are in a Jeffrey's Tube and lose an isolinear chip, you must back out of the the tube and regain these elements. That's the part I read to everyone who I wanted to explain how complicated this game was, because that sentence, boy. We only have an hour to do it. Bridge access panels. These are the access panels at the end of the Jeffrey's Tubes. When you land on this space, immediately pick up the top bridge token. This is how you win the game. Review the section winning the game for details. Spinner, we covered that. 
stasis fields. This is fun. These are these little things. There's like these little um, clear plastic tubes that you can put around your guy, and that's a stasis field. Oh my field. god. Stasis fields are energy fields that, quote, hold you in place. If you are placed in a stasis field, take a clear plastic cylinder and put it over your playing piece on the game board. You cannot move and lose your turn until you are released. Note you may be released by Kavok, playing cards, or the actions of another player on your level 4 isolinear chip. So, level 4, level... Oh, okay. Hologram. Yeah, so I know you guys at home can't see the game. It sounds like you gotta get these isolinear chips, and each one gives you a different ability, but I want you to know, in the thing you stick the isolinear chips into, there is no information about what they do. It's just, like, full of Star Trek nonsense. Like, image record, comm transmission. Well, the chips themselves say what access you have. Oh! Okay, okay great, 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 great. Uh, here I am complaining. Thank the Lord. Power panel. When you land on a power panel, you divert power and immediately release all stasis fields. Isolinear chips. Oh, they're all collected here, what they do. Isolinear chips give you computer codes that provide access to different systems on the starship. As you collect isolinear chips, slide them into your tricorder. Keep the tricorder in front of you for everyone's set to see. Note, Ferengi's Law says that when you lose an isolinear chip, it is always the highest level chip you own. It's where this is... Uh, Ferengi's law and not like rule of acquisition. You know, like there's a very famous... Yeah, 1993. Alright, alright, you're right, you're right. Remember, this is the last thing, remember the fast pace of this game may create a certain amount of confusion. However, do not stop the videotape. Leave it running the entire game. If you lose track of where you are uh, or whose turn it is next, just pick a player and keep moving. The important thing to remember is that you are racing against the clock. You should move as quickly as possible and encourage other players to do the same. Good luck! That's it! We read through the rules! Oh, we all totally got it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like... The rules were like... Two-thirds theme and one-third actual rules. Yeah. Not a terrible ratio. So this is like a... It's a Monopoly-style game where we're rolling a die and then moving a certain number of spaces on the board. Yeah. Right? So I think that's basically the game, is rolling, running around, landing on these computer access spaces, getting cards, going into the appropriate rooms, getting isolinear chips, then heading to the core of the saucer section here mm -hmm. and uh, fighting Kava. So, All, of course, while dealing with uh, uh, Captain Kava. And at six, not for nothing, it sounds like this, this is a lot to accomplish. In, in an hour. In an hour. In an yeah. hour, but I think we gotta give it a try. I think we're, I mean, I think we're as ready to go as we're gonna be. Yeah, right? I think we're ready to start the videotape. Computer, lay in a pause for Kronos. Warp nine, execute. So anybody can just press a couple of buttons and say go to a planet? How does he have clearance there's security to do that? clearance? Yeah. I guess like, it's part of these malfunctions. Gowron has just seen, I mean, they pretty much left the Enterprise abandoned except for uh, the three of us, so it's not really a, a big surprise. There are Enterprise crew members on board. He's talking oh, no. to us. Yeah. No, we do not speak Klingon. <laughs> it will not matter. Oh. I control life support, navigation, and weapon systems on this ship. Your life is in my hands. I am Kavak. As a Klingon warrior, I can no longer endure this alliance between the Klingon Empire and the Federation. This peace is intolerable. I must return our warrior race to its true nature. We are now en route to the Klingon homeworld. There we will die in battle like true warriors, as intergalactic war between the Federation and Klingon Empire begins by my hand. I left clear evidence on Starbase 7-4 that this mission was executed with the approval of Starfleet's highest... What did we just do there? <laughs> like... 
<laughs> well, he's impersonating you look a Starfleet officer. Of course it is not true. The Federation is too weak for such a glorious plan. But I am a Klingon warrior, and I am not weak. So, perhaps you will present a challenge. No battle is full, no victory honorable without the challenge of a worthy adversary. We will play a warrior's game of strength and courage. I love this game. <laughs> you <laughs> you possess these skills. We shall see if this helps you against a true Klingon warrior. I'm just like really pleased with the level of Star Trekiness, you know? This is a Star Trek episode. You will pretend to cooperate. And then try to regain control of this ship and sabotage this great mission. He already knows our, our yeah, mission. Yeah. To accomplish that task, you must secure access to five levels of the main computer. Wait, he's of telling us? Would be pitted against me. He just reads, he takes out the instruction book and starts reading <laughs> on homeworld. You are in a race against time. If you manage to succeed, Starfleet will surely award you a medal. If you fail, your blessed enterprise is doomed. I like how he's like... That should be enough. The fact that he's so fair about the game nature of it, it kind of fits. It works. I am now captain of this ship. You will address me with respect when I speak. You must stop immediately and look at me when I speak directly to you. You must touch your communicator and answer me. Yes, Captain Kalak. If you do not respond in exactly this manner, you will experience my wrath. Do you understand? Yes, yes Captain Kalak. Yes, Captain, yes, Captain, yes, Captain Kalak. Don't forget to touch your communicator. Oh, sorry, yeah. Almost got, almost lost a card there. Let the game begin. All right. Oh, wow. Okay, who goes first? Uh, I will. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> 60 minutes, we're off here. One. One. Okay. Okay. Thrilling. <laughs> you, all right. Six. six. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is okay. crazy. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a board game, a, a dice in a board game, where two, three. Turbo. You can have somewhere so else. No, no, I need a nice linear. Oh, two, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Me. I'm oh. sorry. I don't know if I've ever seen a board game where uh, the dice, four. the numbers aren't represented by pits. Like, there's a Roman number three on the three side instead of, like, you know, the three dots. One, two, three, four, five. What does that say? Report to sick. Oh bag. no, right oh, here. Oh man. Wait, is that good though? Can no, you, he one minute or whatever. Yeah, what yeah. Was it? I think I'm in there for a minute. It's fifty nine twenty. Okay, five, okay. Six. Holodeck? I don't I think you can use a holodeck card, right? That is true. You need five, level one. One, two, three, four, five. One. Oh no. Turbo level. You the one who is moving now. Answer! Yes, Captain Coward. Charlie touches touches communicator. The first to learn the power of a Klingon warrior. Oh no. I place you in a stasis field. <coughs> this game rules. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, something's about to happen. Four, because I'm going in the bio lab. I have a bio lab computer access card. I uh, use this access card to gain your next security clearance and receive your next level isolinear chip. Wow, nice. Our first isolinear chip of the game. You know when you get out? Uh, yeah, 5711. Myth! The computer has malfunctioned and drained stasis fields. Vectosh, ok, 
So I'm out. Okay, great. Okay. So it's Amy's turn? No, I still okay, I'm not. So I'm rolling. Yeah. I've rolled a six. I think I have detected One, movement three, in the stern five, section six. of the ship. Jeff? Oh, maybe we don't go while he's talking. Yeah. I am flooding the corridors of this section with Bertolt. This is, yeah, this is the stern. That was Anyone the instructions. Anyone there? Is to We're good. We're all, we're oh, all okay. in the sausage section. Maybe illegally moved out of there. <laughs> Feels like a lot of this game is just us moving as fast as we can. Which we yeah, do you know, it's a trivial pursuit, but there's a yeah. clock ticking. One, two, <coughs> cargo bay. Um, oh yes. Level one isolinear chip. Cargo nice. bay iso chip. Miss a What's turn. It oh, miss a turn. That's all right. That's all right. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. I've been playing so many like fancy European board games. I haven't seen a straight up miss a turn space in a while. Just one, good old two. miss a turn. Holodeck, which I can use now because I have one, right? How many do I need for holodeck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hold on, let me use my uh, holodeck. There you are. Uh, oh, oh no, he's uh, up. I've got a holodeck. It's Picard. You can solve the holodeck image of Picard. A reminder that Federation members always cooperate. Each crew member will give you their next turn. I the crew member. I guess you am going to go three down. times in a row. Respond! Yeah, it's uh, Hi, Captain Kavok. <laughs> the skill of a Klingon warrior seems more than you can handle. I don't know about that. Experience Bish. Bish? Okay. And there's get no malfunction, beige. so I'm going to get a bad Bish. Kavak deletes your current holodeck programs. Return all your holodeck cards. I really want someone to win, just so we can go through the medal ceremony. That's basically yeah. all I care about. Okay. Oh your man, I just missed this one. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a time thing. Okay. Oh, did you miss a we'll turn? One? What's what? What does it say over there? I don't, can't see. Oh, well, one you, move. Uh, miss a turn. Oh, okay. Okay, so you just hang out there for a little while, I guess. Mev. Who is the highest-ranking Federation officer? Let's go, go six. One, yes, Captain Kavok. Uh, I'm like a little faster, I man. will call you Suvwell. Suvwell. A man for warrior. I like oh. it, yeah. Are you worthy of this honor, Suvwell? I am, Captain Kavok. Take the challenge of the Klingon sword to no determine problem. Mev, look at me! You! Oh, I'm gonna land on stasis. The one who is moving that's now. Uh, yes, that's me. Hi. Hi, Captain Cadillac, I'm here. I will tempt you. <laughs> Choose another crew member. Now! Wait, what am I supposed to do? Choose a crew member. Who did you um, pick? I choose Jeff. Uh, <laughs> selection human. You may yet prove to be a challenge. That crew member is placed in a stasis field. Oh man, I just gotta have a stasis field. Alright. Okay. That was a long, long, long way of saying you're in stasis. My four. Move again. My Troy card is you can solo the holodeck image of Deanna Troy, who reveals that someone okay. deeply wishes to help you. Isn't oh, that nice? nice? So wait, so it doesn't do anything? It doesn't do anything. No, no, then I get to select a computer access card. I wish it didn't do anything. I wish it was just like, hey, just so you know, someone's trying to help you. Like, wouldn't that be fun? But I get to take a <laughs> computer access oh, card. Oh, oh okay. stasis field! Stasis is gone. Nice. Yes. Two, uh, one, two, move again. Great, give me the 10 forward. Four, one, two, oh. I'll use all of them. I'm a 10 forward. Wow. Leveling up. I didn't even see wow. 10 forward was a space on the board. That's it's, exciting. It's where wow. it should be, I love it. I'm on 
four. One, two, three, four. I'm in cargo bay. I'm trading that in. Dude. Whoa, Charlie. I'm on a roll. Charlie. Well, <laughs> I knocked the VR over, so I'm doing good. But Charlie, three isolinear chips in the past five or six minutes. We're recording this. We can go back and figure out his exact pace. So I have stasis I immunity. Why. I can no longer be put in stasis. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, uh, Amy, I guess Charlie has his... When did you get out of... We gotta get you out of stasis. Boy, tell me about it. Luck is not with you, humans. We just passed through a localized distortion in the space-time continuum. You have less time than you thought. It's That's not cool. an hour Stun game. Me. That's cool. Never an hour wow. game. That's cool. It's a thirty-one minute game. Wow. That's right. cool. Wow. All right. I like that. Okay, I get to go again. I think because you still have to miss a turn. So we went through yeah. some sort so of. I'm on six. We went through some sort of Star Trek-y time thing, and the timer on the VCR tape. Sped up, and we have less time than we thought so we did. Jeff, I a, think a genuinely I, surprising plot twist. Yeah. One, two, three. Okay, I'm gonna take off my communicator because I'm going in the twos. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Right? Yeah. Okay. okay, so that was one, two, three, four, five, six. I think I'm in the tubes now. Yeah, I think you're right, gonna win now, the game okay. before. One, two, three, four. Turbo left. You can go. Why have you been in stasis for so long? Usually, like, you get out. Man. One, two, three. I'm here. Oh. oh no! You can't communicate to him. Detect movement throughout the ship. I have shut down the turbo lifts. They are all inoperable. If you are on a turbo lift, you are trapped. Fuck! Okay, I'm not there, but I. But wait, does this mean that but, I can't but, move? Yeah, you're trapped. I think you're trapped. Yeah. Wait, but I just so hold on. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. You land on the bridge access panel. You can immediately try to enter the bridge by turning over the top bridge token. If the token reads computer malfunction, bridge access denied, set the token aside and try to enter again in the next turn. If it reads you stun Kavok, you won. You stun Kavok. I think you won. Wow. I think you won. I think you won. No way. I think you just won. There's 30 minutes left I think on the you, clock. I think we've successfully defeated Kavok. Charlie wow. successfully to keep defeating wow. Kavok. <laughs> Your words have no meaning to us anymore, Kevin. <laughs> I was not doing anything, and all of a sudden, I just got, just got all, all the cards. cards. Yeah, I think you won, though. I think the game is really hard, and I just yeah. I mean, I have absolutely zero. <laughs> <laughs> so too, but I've been in a stasis field for like ten minutes. You yeah, too really quickly. But then I think one thing that actually hurt you was being the commanding officer because you got kind of extra wrath from him. Yeah, you know. The stasis field thing, when he puts you in a stasis field, like, a few minutes later on the tape, it's going to be like, all right, everyone's out of stasis fields. But when you randomly land up in a stasis field because of a card or something, there's no, like, incoming get out of the stasis field. Well, I'm I just have, waiting for yeah. one of you to land on this power paddle. I mean, come on. I, I that, landed on it once. Yeah, the first few times we were in that situation, somebody landed on a power panel right away. And right. And it never happened again. I have a card that relieves someone from a stasis field, but only at two points during the game. Well, guys, I have exciting news. It turns out we will get to see the Medal of Valor ceremony. <laughs> I also think we were moving at a pretty fast clip, and, like, the game's probably <laughs> well, designed for children. Like, yeah. we were, like, going while someone else was still figuring out what was going on. Right. Well, um, that, well that clock made freaked us out. Yeah, well, I mean, we were, that's what the instructions well, said to do. And, I mean, if you take it by the speed at which I was moving... We would have lost. I, so. moving, I don't think you were moving any. No, I, in terms of what I was landing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like, my progress was. I think we probably had as many turns in a half hour as like an eleven-year-old playing this game gets in an hour. You know, because <laughs> we were we're we're adults and we we're taking the task of defeating Kavok very seriously. Who wouldn't? Most people are like, all right, we got a sixty-minute game. Let's take our time. Roll the dice. Who cheese. needs another drink? Yeah. <laughs> 
And we were just like going so fast. I mean, that's what the instructions said to do. But I also, I got lucky too. Um, Amy, would you do the honors of Definitely. placing the... So there are Medal of Valor stickers. If someone wins the game, remove one of the Medal of Valor stickers from the sticker sheet and place it on the winner while reading the following. Oh, goodness. For service above and beyond the call of duty and for saving lives, we proudly award you, Charlie Todd, the United Federations of Planets Medal of Valor. Congratulations, Live long and prosper. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do the hand thing. Can't do the I can't do the hand thing. I'm so, everyone's doing the hand thing. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm, I'm a freak. I think we played it correctly. I, I mean, think there's some just... sloppiness and like just the speed of it, but I don't think we like. I think you got all. You got five room cards. You got the five chips, and you got the phaser. Right when I was, it's like I got the phaser access, and then my next roll, I got the phaser. I think I just there's a sequence of events that worked really well for me. So you won the game in record time. We've defeated Kavok. I think probably faster than the tape anticipated. Uh, but even with that in mind, I mean, we, we did it. We played the game. What would you guys think? I mean, I, I, I liked I think it was going too fast for me to even register yeah. what was going on. We were right. pretty fast. We probably played it too fast. But... It, <laughs> having played games like Pandemic, where it's like you know mm-hmm. you got you got to hurry up before you have another outbreak or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I felt like we needed to go quickly. But but Pandemic doesn't have like a, a timer on it. Like there's turns, but you're not like you don't have to physically move fast. True. This is almost like a, a level in a video game where there's like a timer on it. You know, like there was actually like yes. a, a pressure to move faster than I think we would have naturally done. But like Pandemic, as time goes forward, things get more difficult. I mean, you can take your time with it, but the more the deeper into the game like outbreaks get worse and stuff and I just felt like that Cavlock was going to keep fucking up our shit more and more and more the further it went on on. I I have to say I'm I'm a little bummed that I never got to speak directly I did feel (laughs) like I noticed that I did feel like Charlie and I kept getting called out by Cavlock maybe that's the misogyny of the Klingon race I mean they're better than Ferengis in some respects but you know they're more progressive but I agree with that so here's what it says this innovative VCR format allows you to play again and again and the game plays differently every time skeptical like it's like yeah I mean I guess I might land on move again more next time but like it's this is kind of a one also, deal. you know what's coming up. You know the like sequence of when he's stopping it. How many minutes it did becomes... he skip there? It was like it seemed like twenty minutes that he skipped. No, yeah. I think it was one or two. I mean, oh, I don't really? know. But here's here's my question: is like, okay, so this game is not new. No one's gonna go buy it for full price. But the the, the situation I originally proposed, which is basically what we did tonight. Um, you have some friends, they're into Star Trek. Would you get them all, you, you spend $8, you all chip in a few dollars to get this thing just to play it one night. Under those circumstances, recommended? Oh, definitely. Add a couple of beers. Yeah, totally, totally thumbs up. Um, I, I think the video component was really cool. It was fun. It was The video was fun. Even just the, the way it started with all like the credits and then a, a title for the episode, like you feel like you were in an episode of Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, it did like, get to me. It's true. Yeah. Um, the communicator badge, as stupid as it is, touching, your, having to touch your chest I when you respond is a great touch. A great touch. It really makes it, like, just that much more Star trek I guess what I'd do is I would give this, as a board game, maybe a 3 out of 10. Sure. But as a Star Trek piece of uh, equipment, you know, as a Star Trek licensed thing, 
probably an eight or a nine out of ten. It's super Star Trekky, and I think if you're into Star Trek, you're gonna enjoy it, even though the board game itself is possibly not the most tightly designed thing in the world. So Jeff, you know tons of board games. Is there a board game you can now think of that this is skimmed off of, or does it, does no. it, does it steal from other board games? I mean, it's a little trivial pursuit. The only thing I can think of is the, VH, the VHS board game I used to have when I was a kid, Nightmare. And it is interesting, I think, that that game had a lot of the Crypt Keeper, the, I think he's a Crypt Keeper or a Gatekeeper, I forget. But there was a lot of like, he would be like, who is rolling the dice? Speak to me now. I'll, I'll get a clip and drop it in the episode so people know I'm not just being weird here. <laughs> Who's standing is it next? Answer me. You must roll a six to play again. But it was a lot of the same, like, answer me. Who is talking to me? Yeah. And that's kind of fun. It's yeah. kind of fun. I'd love to see someone... It'd be interesting to see someone try to do a take on this now that there's obviously we moved past VHS technology and there's things like YouTube and you could have like maybe branching paths and like yeah, release videos YouTube. regularly and it's like I think that could be really cool because um, I, as stupid as it is to yell at the TV when Kavok shows up it was kind of fun it, 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 it didn't the, feel stupid at all have fun and all the components are really nice again you guys can't see it but like the phasers are like nice little cutout phasers and the, I can't get over these tricorders and the art is pretty top notch and like very Star Trek-y as, in addition to being very 1993-y um, so I really enjoyed it. I wish it was Deep Space Nine theme. They're really into Deep Space Nine right now. Yeah, that's my only note. I agree. Well, I mean, one thing that's interesting is if it was a DVD game, like if this was made like four years later, right. like, you know, it could be like, this happens, skip to chapter 12 on yeah. the DVD. But like that VHS is like, you press play, and that's, that's it. And then you gotta go. Yeah, I guess even if you had... Um, say 20 Havoc clips and you could randomize when they showed up. Then it would be different that, every time. It would be different every time and that's like, <laughs> that's not exactly a difficult challenge in computer science. I'm sure they're I, capable I, of, of putting that together. But I, the, the VHS format's a little limited. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to acknowledge the VHS format somewhat limiting. I kind of assumed that's what it was. Like there are like five versions on one VHS. No, no it's the same it's the thing, same thing every, every time. time. It's just weird they're so insistent both on the front of the box and again in the instructions that there are multiple ways you can play this because there's really the one like no. you maybe get two playthroughs here so maybe and, maybe those stickers that run out after four times like no one actually reorders the stickers because you played the game yeah and it becomes sort of hot potato once you play the game once you you know when the next things are coming up so you, yeah. yeah like that time thing was to. really actually a kind of a fun surprise yeah. like if we played it again we would be surprised. Did you guys feel like you won because the ship was saved, or do you feel like I won because I got the special I feel like we badge? Won. I, I I was torn on whether or not it was cooperative or yeah, a that's game. interesting because there were competitive moments where it was like you have to steal this card from someone or you have to put someone else in stasis. Yeah, well, forget putting. I mean, putting someone else in stasis you could say is like an interesting decision, you know, that's like not necessarily competitive. It's just it's like, a strategic it's a, decision. right, right, right. But all of the holodeck cards that I saw, I mean, this Troy one that I unfortunately never got to use was select a card, uh, select computer access card from another crew member. Um, and the Picard card I never got to use was the next time you draw Beige, choose another crew member to experience Beige in your place. So it did seem like a lot of the cards were about destroying your friends, even though thematically, narratively, which is more important in this board game than in any other board game I've ever played, uh, you're all working together, and, like, it doesn't matter who wins. And particularly, like, within the... Con <laughs> now I'm getting a little 
little nerdy about it, but uh, particularly in the context of the Federation, which is like so, sure. every, you know, yeah. hand-holdy and uh, hands across, you know, lovey-dovey. Yeah, a lieutenant and an ensign and an engineer in this situation would yeah. not care who. In right. Fa- in fact, I, I'm going to say that I think it's I think it's bullshit that I got the Medal of Valor. I think all three of us Definitely. deserve the Medal of Valor. I guess I would say that is the one thing that doesn't jibe with overall Star Trek. Which start because Star Trek, particularly the non Deep Space Nine Star Treks. Can you tell I'm watching Deep Space Nine right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly non Deep Space Nine Star Treks are very lovey dovey, and like the Federation's like this brotherhood, and like everyone gets along, and there's very little intra Federation conflict. So the idea that like I'm stealing. I'm, I'm the engineer and I'm stealing the ensign's ability to do something like that would never happen in Star Trek. Yeah, and also just fundamentally... They're not even rude to each other, you the, know? The three of us were working on the ship in a star base. By the way, how many people lived on the uh, the Enterprise oh, I don't know. I think it was like... Several thousand, thousand right? Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe 10,000? Yeah. Because yeah. like, there's, there's, there's schools, there's civilians yeah, on the yeah, ship. Yeah, like it's a city. So everyone gets sick leave. So everyone leaves but three people. I guess that happened in the Starship Mine episode as well where it was like just Picard on the ship. But okay, the three of us are there. The ship gets uh, hijacked on like a suicide mission to Kronos that is going to start a giant war. And the three of us work together and save the day. I don't think one person gets a medal. Totally. No. Right? That, that, that doesn't make sense. Well, you know, uh, not only has video playback technology come a long way since 1993, but so have board games, you know? And mm-hmm. then, like, this is, I haven't. Like I said, I've been playing a lot of <laughs> playing a lot of even nerdier board games from Europe, like very strategic whatevers, and uh, there they have the. I think that people understand that now, and like that's a little more balanced. So maybe cooperative video games weren't a thing in 1993, or board games. I mean, I guess not. Like, there's no pandemic. Like, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm unaware of cooperative board games from before 1993. Right. I wasn't super into that. But hobby there then. was. I mean, there were role-playing games, and those can be cooperative. I mean, it depends yeah, on yeah, how yeah. you play it, you know. But a commercially available in a box yeah. and a Toys R Us cooperative board game maybe wasn't around. Yeah, so it's weird because it kind of splits the difference where it is cooperative, but it's also competitive. And I guess I don't know that it totally landed that. It, I was a little surprised how much I was um, being asked to hurt you guys once yeah. the game actually yeah. started. Yeah, well, give it's it funny, actually, my, my cards were very helpful. My cards, oh, yeah. I sent Charlie to a... I think I sent you to one of the rooms that you needed. Yep. I have another card here that... Um, it says that I have to put you in stasis, but it's one of the timed cards, which, as it's stated in the rules, I could have overlooked. Oh, oh is that true? Yeah, if I missed the that, timed yeah. card... Oh, I think I put you in stasis, Jeff, once because it was like, oh, my cards yeah. had to do that. I didn't I realize I could not do that. that I, yeah, the, the instruction said that if you missed... The time, even by a moment, it was gone. Great performance by, what's his name? Bob O'Reilly? I think it's Robert O'Reilly. Robert O'Reilly. Great performance by Robert O'Reilly. And I'm not kidding. Like That's actually a pretty good performance considering there's no other actors and he's just yelling board game instructions at you. Like, uh, totally uh, great performance. Not surprising. He's great on the show. This could have been his first... I mean, when, is, when does Gowron show up in Next Generation? Uh, I think it's I don't know. mid to later seasons. So maybe like this guy just did the board game, and they're like, "He's great. Let's write him a part." This would have been like, that would make season? more sense. Well, yeah, I do, you know I didn't watch Star Trek when it was on, so I don't really have a great sense of when things happen. Also, Next Gen is not particularly serialized, so like I don't know what episodes from what season. Right. Like it's it's sort of a big mishmash to me. Um, a wonderful, del- delicious mishmash. <laughs> Gotta find out if there's a Deep Space Nine game. I want to. I want to meet Odo in cardboard form. Uh, 
Uh, okay. So, let's get the answer on that, Charlie. Let's, because that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, he, his first episode was Reunion, um, which was in season four. And Star Trek uh, started in what, like, 89? 89, so like yeah. So pretty close. Season three. Yeah. It's hard to imagine he wasn't in the show before this. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think he I'm going to guess <laughs> that he played Kavak for the Star Trek VCR game. And the producers were like, this water, dude yeah. was great. Totally. If you can kill the board game scenes, like, you'll be great on the show, you know? We like, got an upcoming, like, Klingon two, you know, two-parter. Right. Like, well, this guy could be a Klingon. Now, why they didn't call him Kavak? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe because Kavak was the one. Is it's this canon? Evil. Like, is this, <laughs> is this a canon episode? I want the fan. This is beta canon. The, like, <laughs> the separated at birth twin. Um, if you look up Kavik in the Star Trek Encyclopedia, let's look. Is that's the, a great is the, question. Well, Memory Alpha might have them. I bet they but, do. But like the paper Star Trek Encyclopedia, I bet doesn't have I'm, them. I'm looking. <laughs> Kavak does not seem to have an entry in Memory Alpha. Oh, let's see wow. if he's in Memory Beta, which is the one that has like fanfic. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I never heard of Memory Beta. And you're spelling Kavik right? Yeah, he does not appear to have a page actually. Wow. Um, though the game itself does. This is super apocryphal though. Uh, <laughs> okay. You want to watch the rest of the tape? I got to really see, yeah, see yeah, it on the tape. Yeah, really I want to see what happens when you lose. I wish he had a little more variety of things he yeah. would punish us with. Keep saying experience beige. Like, throw us, a, like, you should be like, you, get up and, like, Force sit on your left bad. hand yeah. or something. You, know, like, <laughs> you don't have a left hand anymore. Like, some, yeah. yeah, there's so many opportunities. The amazing thing about this game is that the character knows it's a game. Pretty much just says, like, okay, your goal is to do this. But I thought they had a pretty good plot justification. Just the idea that he's a Klingon and he's, like, making a sport out of it. I buy that. Oh, so this is the end. Like, what we did, we didn't get to see the cool shit because yeah. we won. You should be able to skip ahead to, like, a celebration video. Two, one, lost the game. It is over. We have arrived at the Klingon homeworld. All computer access codes are now deleted. Your isolinear chips are useless. The bridge is secure from your childish attempts. You have lost. Computer, slow to one-third impulse. It seems our movements have been detected, and we are being hailed in true Klingon fashion. Computer shields up! So there's two birds of prey here. All weapon systems. Attack pattern. Take three five. Oh, this is great. We got a little battle scene here. Yeah. Oh my god. Enterprise has just been dis No, he just destroyed a bird of prey. Yeah, yeah, I think he's trying to start a war. But the glory has just begun. Enterprise D has been destroyed. Wow. Wow. You want another opportunity to save the Enterprise and, and your, your life. life. Which wow. is what? Playing the game again? Yeah. When the Enterprise first approached Starbase 74, the ship entered a repeating time warp. The instant it is destroyed by the Klingon bird of prey, the ship and its crew are thrust back and not the face and near the challenge of the mighty Klingon warrior Kava! 
Only those aboard the Enterprise can change the course of history and prevent intergalactic war. Make it so. Okay. When you arrive, take you'll experience the time warp and move back in time. Oh my! It's Lord. using the limitations of the VCR and its rewind function and mapping it into a time warp. That I love is it. amazing. I love that the end of the game is an in-universe explanation, in-universe justification for the idea of just playing the game again. Only Star Trek fans would be like, we can't play again, the story already happened, and need <laughs> yeah. a story justification. Oh, there's a time warp, okay, we can play again. Great. That is the most Star Trek-y thing about this extremely Star Trek-y game, oh with which gosh. I'd say I was a medium level of impressed. Uh, I, yeah, I that was fun. I think it was better than I thought it was gonna be. Um, yeah, I think that's it, fair. It was better than I thought it was gonna be when you invited me. <laughs> <laughs> when I got here and I and saw it. all of the, like, you know, chips and pieces and the board, I was like, this is pretty good. I got excited. Yeah. And it was not quite as good. I as just, I, perhaps if more of the squares had more actions... That would have been more. F I just, I'm disappointed that I personally didn't get to experience holodeck or beige or <laughs> talking. I yeah. think a lot of the things I don't like about Trivial Pursuit translate to this game. I don't like rolling a die and going around and then like being on nothing or be even being on roll again. It's like, all right, boring. Who cares? Yeah. And the, the frustration of like, oh, I got to get onto a pie piece before I can get a pie piece or whatever. Like, right. yeah, that's what. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That it is. That is the unfun part of Trivial Pursuit, and that is totally captured in. Yeah. Star Trek The Next Generation Interactive VCR Board Game, a Klingon encounter. Yeah. Everyone, thank you so much uh, for coming by. Thank you. Guys, how can, how can people find you online? Where can they find you? Um, you can find me at improveverywhere.com or listen to my new podcast, Two Beers In. Oh, what is the podcast about? It's a political uh, roundtable where uh, my wife and I and guests chug two beers and then talk about politics. That's fun. That is fun. It's great. And what about you, Amy? Um, you can just look me up on Facebook, Amy Whitehouse, for any upcoming shows. Thank you so much for uh, coming by. This was super fun. This was a thrill. Thank you. What Jeff. a thrill. Thank you, guys. I just want to say congratulations for surviving what might be the nerdiest Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin show of all time. And yeah, I've heard the other episodes, and I don't say that lightly. Um, but I think this might be the dorkiest one ever. I mean, half of it was me uh, reading board game instructions. If you think there was a nerdier episode, I would love to hear what that was. Uh, and you can reach me on my Facebook page, on Twitter, uh, on YouTube.com slash Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin. And what else? My email address is at JeffRubinJeffRubinShow.com, along with uh, all the previous episodes of this show. Um, if you enjoyed this one, I might recommend going back way back to like, I don't know, one of the first 20 episodes or so, uh, where we played the Battlestar Galactica board game, a, pretty, a, a similar themed episode. Uh, thank you one more time to Charlie and Amy, and I'll be back in two weeks as we inch ever closer to the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show five-year anniversary spectacular. That's right. It's coming. And I'm planning... Uh, I don't want to override it, but I'm playing a little something for it because uh, I'm excited about it, and I can't wait for you guys to hear. And you will do that if you keep subscribing. All right, I did it. Uh, thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.